before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Of course, the great music of the great heartbreak kid, Sean Michaels, brings us in to another episode of On the Turnbuckle here on mypodcasthouse.com. Thank you for joining us again for another week of wrestling news. Welshie, g'day to you. G'day, Tony. Obviously, that won our our contest this week. Yes, it did. Correct. Uh, But what did it beat? Uh, Chris Jericho. Uh, Yeah, not too hard. What? The Heartbreak on, Kid Tony. all the way. Two of my all-time favourites. The Heartbreak Kid all the way, without Jer- a doubt. Jericho's the goat. Long? Uh, how you going, mate? I'm oh, good, buddy. How are you? Nah, very good. Nah, no problem with Heartbreak Kid uh, winning there. Chris Jericho would definitely love putting him over. Oh, no doubt. He is a favourite no of his. So. We love putting people over on this show, don't we? Yeah, as long as we put ourselves over. Uh, Someone who likes putting themselves over is in the room, actually. in the room for the third time. Third time or fourth time? I think it's my second time, isn't it? No, third. Third third time. Wow. We must have a big guest today. (laughs) (laughs) How are you, Jay? I'm very, very well. Um, My vote, I think, is lost on the poll every week. I don't think I've I've got one right. Well, everyone else has got it wrong. Not a man of the people. I'm hey, not. I'm not. Hey, boys, we've got a big guest coming up very shortly. We'll uh, we'll introduce him in just a tick. But first of all, sort of tease the fact that we've got some exciting Ooh. news coming up later in the podcast. You don't just scroll through to find the exciting news. Wait until it comes up. You'll be very, very excited because it's exciting. I've also got some business to stem from last week's what uh, episode that we need to take care of. That's not on the um, run sheet. About, you, well, you no, look, there's now. an apology that needs to be made after last week's show. Going rogue. Yeah, definitely. You're going to apologise the way you treated uh, TNT last show? No, no, I uh, no, I wouldn't have thought so. Well, I treated him with complete respect. Look, uh, there's been a bit of an argument uh, start on social media because you guys referred to Tricky from PCW's Difference Mobile by... You called it a scooter. It's not a scooter. Well, it a it's scooter. a difference mobile. And I'd like you both, Lyle and Tony, to apologise. Well, I'm willing to put my hand up and apologise. But when you say you guys, we're a team here. So we're, collectively, I'll apologise for all of us. <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> Don't apologise on my behalf. I'm not apologising to a piece of metal with two little plastic wheels. It is a scooter. Oh, it's a difference um, mobile. All right. I, I'll, I'll put my hand up and I'll apologise on behalf of On The Turnbuckle podcast. It will not happen again unless... Well, unless Tony... Unless, it, Tony unless I'm it. talking about anyway, it. Anyway, let's let's get to our interview because I'm excited about this one. Uh, let's do that. Let's do that. Uh, we had a great interview last week too. We should say Edward Dusk was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, I loved having Edward on the show. He's, um, 
he has a big cage match coming up soon as well, I noticed. Yes, he has. Uh, we might talk about that a little bit later on. But first of all, let's get to our guest this week, another local wrestler, as we say a very good day to Tom Philippe. Good day, Tom. Good day. How are you guys? Fantastic. Thank you, mate. Uh, we've all got a few questions to throw your way, but I'll get to kick it off on this one. Uh, what a massive show coming up, uh, MCW 99. Tickets really selling fast here for the homecoming, Saturday the 21st of July at the Thornbury Theatre. And what a big night for you up against Alan Payne. Yes, what a big night for the future classic, Tom Philippe. This Saturday I'm facing someone I have never met in the ring um, or outside of the wrestling ring. Um, his name is Alan Payne. <clears throat> Quite intimidating, but someone, um, someone that I would easily, well, maybe not easily, but someone I, that I would be able to um, defeat. Because as you all know, I am undefeated at MCW. Now, uh, touching on your undefeated streak, you've gone up uh, against an array of talent. Uh, are you training any differently for Alan Payne? I know he's very a different sort of wrestler, if you want to call him that. Yeah, and I, I haven't seen a lot of his um, work, but I have been training um, the same. Um, I haven't really changed the way I've been training, no, uh, because I believe the way I train is um, perfect for anyone. Um, I do I do absolutely everything um, in the ring and also at the gym, so it should be fine, in my opinion. And obviously, everyone's starting to take notice as well. Uh, every time I have a conversation about Australian wrestling and Melbourne wrestling, your name comes up, as does your brother's. Uh, and you're working in all of all of the just about the promotions. Uh, you actually got a title at the moment in BCW. Do you want to talk about winning that? Yeah. Um, recently, I have tagged up with Gabriel Wolf, and it's funny because I'm pretty certain nobody knows um but gabriel wolf was a huge um part in my training um when i first uh, started professional wrestling he taught me so much because he was the trainer who i was at, at the at the time at pcw academy um and he taught me so much it was great you know it, it was great to know that i could tag up with someone like him and we won the bcw tag team championships in our first match Together as a team. <laughs> It'll benefit. Can't get better than that. How are you, Tom? Um, this is Jay here. I've got a question for you. Uh, and my, my day job's a classroom teacher. And uh, during yard duty, I was speaking to a local wrestling enthusiast in grade five named Jackson. And he wants you. Uh, he wants to know how you feel about the Stevie's Better Chance. Oh, how I feel about the Stevie's Better Chance. Yeah. Well, ah. Uh, it kind of gets to my nerves, but if you look at Stevie and um, how he is in the ring, I can see why the the crowd say uh, says Stevie's better uh, because he does a lot of high flying, flashy things, um, which is great um, for, for the for the viewers, the kids, the mums, and the parents. But I don't know if it's gonna um, um, how can I explain? I don't know if it's gonna be something that um, really means that he's better um, because in the end I always get the job done and I win matches. So, um, so Stevie's flashy. Stevie's flashy. Tone wins. 
That's right. Put it that way. That's the best way to put it. And I'm not taking anything away from Stevie because he is absolutely amazing in the ring. Um, and he kind of reminds me of me because I, when I first started, I picked up things at training really quick. Um, and he was the exact same. He took everything up very fast. He had his first match probably within six months. I think it was three months of training. Um, and that's, that's amazing. Yeah, I think uh, with your, uh, your your brother's style and your style, I think it's a bit of a yin and yang mix. Especially when you're uh, tagged together, it's always enjoyable. And uh need to talk about your match with uh, Joey Ryan and Concrete Davison at the uh, World Series of Wrestling show. Because <laughs> you and your brother's work in that match was phenomenal. Was it? Oh, thank you. I really appreciate those fine comments of yours um, yeah we we had a great time wrestling at world series wrestling <laughs> against joe ryan and concrete davidson unfortunately we didn't win but um it was a blast um i think anyone that steps in the ring with someone like joey ryan um has a blast because you know, words can't words can't describe how it was you guys saw it yeah. um, it was funny <laughs> put it that way Geez, I want to talk about one of your uh, one of your, your your big matches, and we go back to Christmas Chaos. I think it was for PCW that cage match against Danny Psycho a couple of years ago. Take us through yeah. that. That was one of the better cage matches we've seen here in Australian soil. Oh well, yeah. Um, uh, it was yeah. It was what two years ago now, two thousand sixteen. Yeah, December. Yeah, yeah, well, twenty seventeen. Something like that. I don't know. So, something like that. No, you are. Um, no, it was December was... 2016, two years ago. Yeah. Yes, there you go. Well, back then, I was still considered um, very new. Um, I, I still consider myself, uh, since I'm young, I, I don't see myself as a veteran. But um, back then, I was uh, very new, and I was put in a position where I wasn't, um, I believe I was ready for, but um, I still had a lot to learn. Um, and to be put in a match with Danny Psycho for the PCW National Championship um, in a steel cage, it, it was it was a great experience. And um, he pushed me to my limits. Um, and I learned so much after that night. And it, and it wasn't long after that before I became the PCW National Champion um, where I defeated him and Stevie in a triple threat, threat match. Um, but, yeah. It was interesting because that cage itself hasn't been used since, um, and because I think it, it, was, it was really heavy, and it kind of weighed the ring down. But um, yeah, it was huge. It was very big, very tall. I remember getting superplex off the top of it. It was scary. Yeah. I tell you, in every sports person's career, there's a defining moment in their career where they, uh, at that point in time, they go from being a, a young up and comer. To a person that's actually arrived, do you feel that that match might have been that point for you? Yeah, I think that was the point where um, everything changed from then, uh, where my confidence levels went up. Um, I believed in myself even more, um, and yeah, I, I just I, I feel from there there was yeah it was that point of okay now we're um, ready to take on everyone in the world. <laughs> so. A final one on that then, is it, is it that point where you finally felt and, and thought to yourself, I actually belong? 
What do you mean by belong? Uh, you, you actually felt that you were actually a, a, a real wrestler. You you right up there with the top, and you were able and you felt confidence that you were talking about to come up against the top guys. Yes, no doubt. Um, and even when when that match was over, Danny Clark had said he that was one of his favourite matches ever, um, and he wouldn't have had it any other way. Um, and that was that, that, that were that were great words from such a huge wrestler in Australian wrestling. Um, and now he's retired, so you never know, Danny Clark might come back one day. <laughs> he just might. And you've been overseas recently. Am I right in saying that? Correct. I was overseas last November, um, wrestling-wise, um, and I went to Booker T School, which was in Houston, Texas. Um, the company is called Reality of Wrestling. Um, I was there for, I think it was like three weeks um, in their training program, um, which was really great, mind you. Um, we learned so much. I went with um, Mindy Hartwell, my partner, um, and from there, she did um, Shimmer, Shimmer Women's Wrestling and Rise in Chicago, and I took a booking in Zello Pro Wrestling in Chicago, who are great. Um, I had a blast there. Um, it was a good experience getting to wrestle overseas for my first time, um, and I'm yeah looking looking forward to going back soon to Zello Pro and um, hopefully other companies. <laughs> Well, that, that's what I think is the the best for the the workers, uh, the wrestlers, you know, managers, whoever's on the card. With these tours and the shows like WSW, where you guys yep. can make the contacts to uh, do a bit more international travel, which you know just broadens you as a as a performer and getting in different in front of different crowds. Um, is that do you have to sort that out yourself, or does it just is it just uh, in the in the locker room talk naturally? Well, it could be a bit of both. Um, you do have to sort out your own career. You can't just expect people to give you everything because um, it doesn't work like that, unfortunately. But um, the way it works is you've got to make the contacts yourself. You've got to prove yourself to companies, to other wrestlers, to people that, um, you know... Um, look at you and think, oh, maybe this guy could be something uh, for us. And sometimes you could just got to be in the right place and at the right right moment for things to happen. Um, uh, for example, like with Zello Pro, we had um, in Chicago um, at that amazing company, I got a, I had a contact, um, Tessa Blanchard, who um, I'm now a good friend with. Um, she put my name forward over there and from there um, they were more than happy to take me on board and since since then I work there and now they're happy for me to come back very soon um, and they even want Stevie to come up so you never know we might do some tag up there but um, yeah that's how wrestling works you just have to make your own contacts you have to put yourself out there if you don't do that then you're going to be stuck in one place and you don't want to be stuck in one place unless you are working time <laughs> well having having stevie it's really good for you because although you've done you've been really good in carefully having separate personas which helps you because it would be very easy for people to, to just say oh the philippe brothers the philippe brothers you've developed separate personas but having the team something you can always go with if needs be overseas or something like that 
Um, so is there a re the separate personas? Is that something that you decided to do together because it stands out a lot? Um, we, it, how can I explain it? Um, together we're great, but separately we're um, we're. Um, Even better. Explain. Stevie and I, yeah. Well, yeah. Stevie and I together, um, we, we are we are great because we bring our different characteristics out. Stevie's more flashy. I'm more ground based. Um, we when we when we team together, we are we are really cool because we yeah we bring the best out of each other and we work off each other in um in, in cool ways. But when we're separate, we um, focus on our on our strengths, and um, I believe um, either way, we're good. It's not like we're only good as a tag. Um, we're just as good as we are tagging, wrestling singly. Yeah, good, good answer. Very good answer. Now, we don't have much controversy on this show, so I'm going to try and create some here. If, oh, as part of your, if you were to win at uh, the homecoming, MCW99's homecoming, and your yeah. prize was to be either Indy Hartwell or Tennille Dashwood, who would you be hoping wins that match? I think it's an obvious question. Well, I want to hear his answer. But his partner is Indy Hartwell. This is why I want to hear his answer. Wow, you are going to well, jump in early. Stupidest question I've ever heard. Whoa, <laughs> hey, wow, hey. Next we'll take that as being Indy, Indy then, Hartwell. do we? Okay, good. That's all. I just wanted to make sure that that was the answer. Of course it's the answer. Well, not all of our people have the answer. It's Indy Hartwell. Who else? But how good is it She have... trained him. Oh, no. <laughs> I think impressive Indy Hartwell. Exactly. Exactly. You know why? Because she's impressive. That's exactly right. Oh, very much. Yes. We all agree that she's uh, extremely impressive inside the ring. A but fantastic you must, be, you must be excited for her uh, this week as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, I'm ecstatic for her. She actually wrestled um, to Neil, I think, the previous week or two weeks ago. Yeah, last weekend, um, I think. I forgot which program, which um, promotion it was. Oh, I forgot which one it was. It was in New South Wales. Yeah. I love that Welchie knows more about Indy Hartwell. She's yeah. my favourite wrestler. Yeah, he's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, um, and I think that this weekend she will do really well. Um, it's a big match for her. It's against someone that was in yeah. the World Wrestling Entertainment. Um, and she's going to learn a lot as well. As much as she will beat her, she will learn a lot from Tanil. Absolutely. It's fantastic for us as fans, too, to have uh, someone of her calibre come back to Australia and, and want to wrestle against some locals. I know, right? Someone that was born here as well. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. was brought Precisely. up in Bayswater, something like that. Yeah. Just southeastern suburbs, just around the corner from all of us. It's, it's, it's amazing to know someone that was born here went all the way. To the top, basically, yeah. That's right, all the way to the top to WWE. Um, well, Australian wrestling is really getting noticed at the moment. I've read, I think, three articles in the last couple of months about the scene here that have been written overseas. So that must give you um, hope that there's going to be more and more eyes on you. That's right, yeah. Um, and, you know, with all these streaming services, it helps a lot as well. Like with MCW, they have their on-demand on service. It's, it's amazing because not only Australians see it, everyone around the whole world sees it. There's fans in America, there's fans in even Europe, I've heard. Um, that's crazy to know. And not only that, people that the right people are watching as well. So um, you never know, it could be a scout that's watching 
um, they might see something they might like. Or um, another wrestler, doesn't matter what it is, but um, a lot of eyes are on uh, Australia at the moment. It's booming. I think it might be something like England, how they boomed. Um, recently, yes, they do have like a big heritage of wrestling years and years prior. But um, Australia, it, like not, not only the um, not only it's getting more popular, but the wrestling is getting better. If you looked at wrestling, probably even you know, twelve, fifteen years ago, ten years ago, um, you could see. I don't know. It still look as professional. Um, the arenas they held in that were just kind of they were crappy. Um, and not only that, the um, the wrestlers were wrestling in. Um, T-shirts and singlets. Um, when you look at people today in, in Australian wrestling today, everyone, or not everyone, but a lot of people have amazing physiques. Um, the production's gone up and everything. And I'm not, I'm not saying that the wrestlers back then were bad or anything. It's just that they um, probably didn't know any better. No, um, and everyone's really fighting for spots these days in Australian wrestling. Um, everyone's truly fighting for, you know, he can be... Um, the MCW heavyweight champion or um, the PWA champion in Sydney. Um, and these, these titles are prestigious, and to win them, it's, it's not easy. You can't just, you know, stroll up to MCW and say, I'm going to be the champion or wrestle a match and think you're going to be, you know, the next champion. That doesn't work like that. You've got to fight sure hard. Um, just as hard as, you know, being the WWE champion. Some great championships up for uh, grabs too on that night as well. That MCW heavyweight championship between Gino, Mr. Juicy Gambino, and JXT. That'll be a great fight. The MCW Intercontinental, uh, Intercommonwealth, sorry, championship uh, selects up against Stevie. Yes, Philippe, but your yeah, brother. That, that's huge for yeah. Stevie. Um, Massive opportunity, isn't it? Yes, no doubt. Um, that title is um, very prestigious and. Stevie could pull off the win here. Um, I hope he does. But we'll see what happens because Flex is the business. And, and if Stevie um, wins it, you can Flex win it off him. Really good. Sorry? If Stevie wins it, you can win it off him. Well, it's funny you, <laughs> ask, it's funny you ask that question. I, I remember having an interview with Vladimir Klitschko once uh, a, a couple of years ago overseas, and I spoke about him possibly taking on his brother for a heavyweight championship. Would that ever eventuate? And he said, never, ever, ever would there be enough money that would put the two of them together in the ring together. Is that the same with oh, you wow. and Stevie? Would you guys would you guys go up against each other for a championship belt? Um, I can't see why not. <laughs> It'll be a good thing. Like, a, so, so what did what did that guy say? There will never be enough money. No, Vladimir Klitschko. He was a heavyweight world champion in boxing for for many a year, yeah. and yeah. Uh, he just said there could never ever be enough money for me to fight my brother inside the ring. He said it just nobody could ever get that to happen. It just it just won't. I don't think it's about money, Tone. It's uh they weren't actually well, boxing for the MCW Inter Commonwealth Championship. Yeah, no, we'll which do. is if Stevie won we'll that that's, the- that's worth more than money, mate. <laughs> and I'm not sure what his brother uh, Vladimir's brother's name is, but he probably hasn't had to hear Stevie's better all the time. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know, no. that's true. Well, when you when, when I hear the word money, I think, oh wow, great. Hey, you know? we're, now we're talking. Yeah. Brothers collide. Isn't that all money? Like, hey, speaking of, speaking of money, too, you had an opportunity to make uh, some money, possibly in another sport. I believe that you were a fairly good uh, football player, soccer. Uh, as in, yeah, soccer player. Yeah, I was. Um, I started playing what when I was six years old until I think the age sixteen. That's when I stopped. So it was about ten years. And I believed um, 
that it just wasn't for me. And believe it or not, I did play cricket for three years as well. There you go. I tell you what, with Tim Cale out of the scene now, mate, we're looking for a good strike with the Socceroos. Uh, any chance we could get a comeback? No way. I love the gym too much. From there's the not, there's not enough money that could bring him back to soccer. No, no, no. Not enough money. I don't care. I don't care about the money, to be honest. But, um, no, um, I, yeah, I just have no interest in soccer. And I, I, I respect all sports and um, all athletes, but I just love the gym too much. From the age of 16, I fell in love with gym. And I've always wanted to be a wrestler, but I don't know. You look at soccer players and you see skinny people, and I don't want to be that. I want to be, I want to be a big wrestler. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Hey, mate. Uh, speaking of respect, we really respect you. Congratulations on what you've achieved so far in your career. Big match coming up, as we said, against Alan Payne. Uh, it'll be an unusual one, that's for sure. On Saturday, the twenty-first of July, that's this weekend at the Thornbury Theatre. 859 High Street. Doors open at 6.30. MelbourneCityWrestling.com.au for more information. MCW 99, the homecoming, of course. That is of Tennille Dashwood, who comes up against Indy Hartwell in what should be a ripper match also. Thanks for your time today, mate. Really do appreciate it. And good luck on the weekend. Thank you very much. And I appreciate you guys calling me out. Um, also, if you would like to follow me on social media, um, it's at Tom Philippe on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. Tone Philippe was in T-O-M-E-F-I-L-I-P. Good on your time. Thanks for your time. Thank you very much. Thanks, Mike. Tone Philippe joining us here on the Turnbuckle. We'll take a break. Back with more in just a sec. is the music of Tennille Dashwood that you'll hear on Saturday night, I am sure, as our entrance music against Indy Hartwell. Welcome back. It is on the turnbuckle. Episode 10. It was pretty good. Yeah. Young Philippe. He's a really nice guy, Tom. Really nice guy. Yeah. No, really good. Uh, wish him all the best against uh, an absolute psycho, isn't he? Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, not too sure he knows what he's getting himself into, <laughs> but good luck to him. Uh, exactly. Mm. Hey, uh... Boys, let's move forward. Uh, plenty been happening in the world of wrestling. Uh, first of all, the Extreme Rules pay-per-view. I don't mind the format. No, I'll just throw that straight out. I think the format's dead you in the PG era because there yeah. was only one Extreme Rules match. Um, the pay-per-view was anything but extreme. Yeah. Well, it's always extreme when you've got a shark cage. That's pretty extreme, isn't it? The crowd was extremely bad. <laughs> let's get that off, off um, our chest. They ruined... The main event. Yeah. Yeah, very, very selfish, I thought. <laughs> it was funny the first couple of times when, oh, this is creative, I guess, with the the countdown and, you know, yeah. doing the, yeah, the buzzer, like the Royal Rumble, but, yeah, they went to the well a well, hundred too many times. Watching it, there was, um like, a middle-aged guy in the middle of my screen wearing a Bailey T-shirt, and oh. I could see it. He'd stand up and he would chant his 10-count... And then he'd be so happy with himself. He'd sit down. He's clapping himself, getting ready to go again. Like, come on, dude. Yeah, I think the worst thing about it is um, a lot of the fans are complaining about having Roman Reigns sort of like in the main event. So you're complaining about Roman Reigns being in the main event, and then you have um, that kind of one of the dream matchups or two technical wrestlers. You got Ziggler, you got R Rollins in a main event, and you treat it with that respect. You know, WWE is just going to go back with giving you 
Reigns in the main event. Well, from all reports, Reigns was meant to be the main event. Uh, yeah. Vince wasn't there. So I think Triple H might have switched it around. And, yeah, the lack of respect that was shown yeah. was baffling. What yeah. do you think of the uh, huge spot for Kevin Owens? Yeah, understand R. R. why, but um, I don't think Kevin Owens needs to be doing that kind of stuff. What's in the, his career. Hasn't he got a bad back that they've yeah, been talking well, about for yeah. this time? Look, you, you could see the crash pad under the announcer's table, which, all right, they've taken precautions. But I don't know. I don't think we need to see that in 2018. I'm just glad he finally won a pay-per-view match. Yeah. <laughs> Do we take anything out of the fact that Vince McMahon wasn't there? No, I don't think so. Don't worry about that. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah, it was a, it was, it was a bit of a, a meh pay-per-view. I, I do agree that it's, uh, it's a bygone era. Like, if you can't do extreme, don't try to do extreme. It was a lame version of. ECW were really, really lame. Can I, can I throw this in at this point in time then? And it might be a question for later on, but well, I'll throw it in now. Are there just too many pay-per-views in the WWE? When we, look at, when we look at other sporting events, there's one massive highlight, whether it be a grand final or whether it be an FA Cup or whatever it might be, that accentuates the entire season. You mean we're like having, WrestleMania? We're, uh, WrestleMania, exactly. Now, I understand that you're going to have other great matches, and in rugby league it might be you know, three state of origin matches or whatever it might be. But to have so many pay-per-views in a year, are we feeling him just getting pay-per-view washed out? It's only 12 now, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I see what you're saying there, Tone, but I don't think we can go back to the, the big four like it was in the old days. I just think it's just storytelling. Look, yep. I was looking forward to the Shinsuke-Jeff Hardy match. Obviously, we knew Jeff Hardy was probably not going in 100%. So maybe that's why they did the you know the screwy finish, but you know what that match went through uh, ninety seconds. No, no, like nine seconds. Nine seconds. Well, so, you know, so I know it's not a pay per view that we have to pay for anymore. So it just sometimes it does seem like an extended raw. Get get ready for this to be the actual main now because um, having huge money deals for both of Raw and SmackDown now. I think that's where the, your big events are going to happen is on Raw and SmackDown. Yeah. And your pay-per-views or specials are probably going to get less of a focus. But that's what I'm saying. If, if there's going to be more spotlight on Raw and, and SmackDown, as there should be because they're their primary product, then why do we need so many pay-per-views? Run one every two months, one, run every three months. Go back to the big yeah. four if we well, need to. I'm but- happy with one a month. I actually I want one a month. I, I've been conditioned to one a month. Since the mid nineties, yeah, I I agree. It's it's about the quality um, and the storytelling. Like a good example, I thought was AJ Styles and Rusev. They're so confused with Rusev. I'm finding they don't know whether to go that full heel. Half the time he's that foreign bad guy heel. Half the time he's hilarious. Um, you know, he, he he's either Drago or Borat basically. Um, and that's what makes it really meh. Like, that's what I, I see uh, with a lot of these storylines. But at least in that match, I genuinely, at times, bought in that I yeah. thought Rusev could win. So yeah. that's the key. Yeah. Uh, that's the key. And that doesn't happen often enough. And you've got AJ Styles in, in a match. It's never going to be that bad. And Rusev as well. I, I like Ziggler Seth, by the way. That was never going to disappoint Well, too it, much. It, I don't know about uh, Iron Man matches anymore. I think yeah. that... No, you're just waiting for the last five minutes. Yeah. yeah. Of and 
you know, having a 30-minute Ironman match, and what, how many falls they have? Eight yeah. falls? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's killing the, the finishes or... Yeah. Or what it is, you know, because yeah. normally, you know, we might get a 20-minute main event on Raw. It's only one finish. Yeah. You know, so, you know, yeah. Yep, hearing you. So. Hearing you. I, I think they just really need to rework it at the moment, but we'll see how that turns out for them. Uh, New Japan, no reworking done there. That's oh. probably one of the better promotions around at the moment. Their new G1 tournament is uh, is a ripper. Yeah, uh, it's, a, it's a marathon, not a sprint. That's, a, that's for sure. So sit yourselves in for... It's a World Cup for nerds. E- super nerds. <laughs> yeah, super nerds. Get your brackets out, get your, yeah. your stats out, and your leaderboards, and your two points, and all that kind of good stuff. It could have been. I just love it. I love the tournaments. Just one thing I've learned very quickly, though, is maybe fast forward through the non-tournament matches, because it's a big night if you've got an early bedtime. <laughs> no, nah, definitely. Especially you get those two or three shows in a row. Yeah, yeah I've learned from experience. Yep, just uh, wait for the tournament matches to come on in the second half of the show. There's only four matches, so probably looking an hour and a half to two hours. You know, if you want to be rusted on fan and watch all the uh, multi-man tags and stuff like that, but uh. good stuff with um, Omega Nato. That was a what a what a great match. Yeah, they they never disappoint when they're opposite the ring each other. Um, yeah, that's the match of the tournament so far. Yeah. Uh, I like what they're doing with Hangman. Uh, yeah. You know, it's his first tournament, so you know they, they're giving him a decent push, which is good. Um, the firing squad and the Bullet Club stuff. I just hope they don't go too far with the firing squad interfering in matches because that's not generally what we like in yeah. Japan, Japanese wrestling. But you know, it's been an enjoyable first three nights. I think we got a couple of days off. And then we get back into the weekend. Yeah, I think what you were saying there with the Bullet Club um, Civil War, it's going to give those, hopefully it just gives those middle tier matches something a little bit more in the tournament, but hopefully it doesn't take over. Um, also, you, you were saying Hangman Page, another person that um, has his first uh, G1 tournament is uh, Switchblade, uh, Jay White, loving the heel work there. Yeah, your, your namesake, Jay. Uh, good to see he goes to more shows than you. Someone, but, uh, him, uh, someone said Jay's a scumbag on our page. I was like, uh. they didn't mean Jay White at yeah. No, no, definitely. definitely. Even though he's a heel, he's not a scumbag. Yeah, I- I'm struggling because the Strutter Ninja Warriors on to get into the G1 tournament. It's a wrestling podcast. Huh? What's what's Australian? Ninja no, I'm just saying. I have no idea. I'm just saying. <clears throat> that sounds like a fake sport team. Jeez. Oh, yeah, it might too. Uh, Monday Night Raw. Universal title angle. Take us through that, boys. I haven't had a chance I, to see it yet, but it's all about who's going to be Brock Lesnar's next. next yeah. I thought Raw was better than Extreme Rules. Yeah. Um, no, it was, yeah. No, it had two. It had two so, rooms. once again, I'll bring my point back. When we're talking about regular shows being better than pay per views. Can someone turn off Tony's microphone? Uh, I think oh. I think there's a broken record, oh. <laughs> but I mean the storylines, the thing there. I agree, well, gee, that, that there was there was actual thought put into it. Well, that's also there was two really good matches yeah. that were better than anything on yeah. uh, Extreme Rules. I don't know about see having Roman and uh, Lashley through. I, I, I'm I'm worried about that, uh, but I do like the storyline of Brock threatening to strip Brock of the title yeah. and and pressuring him into um, defending at SummerSlam. It's just I don't want to see Roman and Brock in a one-on-one match again. And it's just got to be, doesn't it? I hope I'm hoping it's a triple threat. 
Oh, oh they, yeah, okay. They, well, they do yeah. a screwy finish. Yeah, Next double week. count out. Yeah, you know, they uh, <laughs> kick each other low. Something <laughs> like that. Seen that before. Uh, one thing about Roman Reigns, I know we've been very negative on him in previous shows, but he's got uh, he's made me a fan of Bobby Lashley. So you know, I have to give him. Have to but give I him... thought I thought in that triple threat match on Monday, uh, Tuesday, our time, he was good. Like he 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 played his part and he did well. I don't dislike Roman Reigns, the worker. I dislike the character at the yeah, moment. Yeah. He, he works a bit more in those crash-bang matches like um, with Strowman and now with Lashley it, when there's a bit of a train wreck. When there's match. less rest holds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can someone tell me how Ronda Rousey still has three days left of her suspension, but she shows up to the pay-per-view and also Raw? Oh, She was only suspended from Raw, so the pay-per-view didn't count, and she bought a ticket. <laughs> That's how it was explained to me on the coverage. I'll hold my thoughts to kayfabe corner. Okay, but right. She's going to make a mention there. Wow, hey. Yeah, um, it, it doesn't make a lot of she's sense. She's set for about on SummerSlam, though, isn't she? Yeah, she'll win yeah. the title at SummerSlam. Yep. Yeah. Uh, any hits or misses, boys, from that one? From Raw on the weekend? On Monday? Can I say one thing about Raw? Did anyone see the Sasha Banks-Bailey angle? Um, I, I don't know who wrote that, whether they know how women speak to each other. I'm guessing there's not too much emotional intelligence in there. That was really, I, I love you. That was that was veering into was the same, a different fa- path. It was the same person who wrote the Dawn Marie, Tori Wilson promos back yeah. in the day. Is Russo back? Swerve, <laughs> oh. swerve. A final question on Raw before we move on. Are we all enjoying the rebirth of Dolph Ziggler? Yes. Yeah, um, yep. I, I didn't think they would be possible to make him relevant again. Yep. He's relevant. Uh, his next feud will be important. Yeah, I think it just shows you that if someone can just keep winning on TV, they can get back. Consistency. Uh, yeah. yeah, consistency. Uh, another Dolph Ziggler thing, uh, Extreme Rules, one of the highlights was those tights, those Evil Can Evil tights. Loved them. <laughs> that was so good. Take us through Smack- SmackDown, boys. Um, I'll tell you what I did notice on SmackDown. Uh, when Randy Orton came out at the end... And he stuck his finger through Jeff Hardy's ear hole. And it was very reminiscent of Erica Reid at Underworld. Yeah, I thought we've seen that before. Yeah, um, but geez, the crowd was cringing and I was cringing watching it. It was um, one of the more violent things I've seen on WWE TV in a while. And let's just say that Randy Orton as a heel, I can watch that. I I was sick of him. Now I, I, I can tolerate him on my TV again. And it is that Randy Orton as a heel where he does those really violent, despicable acts. You know, when, when, when you're allowed to go with the head contact, the punt, it's that real nasty, violent yeah. character. Yeah. The draping DDT, which they got yeah. over a few years ago. But you're just touch, touching on that uh, the finger in the ear. It makes you cringe and, you know, that's a dastardly heel thing to do. Does that get more of a reaction than actually throwing someone off a 20-foot cage? Oh, I think and so. And which would hurt me. Uh, it looks yeah. meaner. It looks meaner. That's but he- hearing simplicity. Him, hearing him say to, to Jeff Hardy, do you know why I'm doing this? You'll have to wait to see. That reeks of WWE don't know why. This is happening yet. <laughs> and they'll have to work this out on the run. So Hardy and Randy Orton set for SummerSlam? I, I don't think it's set, but I think, oh, I think it'll happen. Record, yeah, and, yeah. AJ Styles opened the show as well. Um, that was a solid match. Uh, it was nice to see a new opponent for him. Absolutely. 
And uh, I think that um, do we do we uh, know where that's going to head with um, his SummerSlam title match? I'm thinking Samoa Joe. I think so. Um, and it was nice to see uh, Lyle's favourite wrestler, Ty, Ty Dillinger, get on TV. Ten, 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 ten. ten. <laughs> Hulk Hogan boys been reinstated into the Hall of Fame. Good move or bad move? Well, I don't think it's the place of four white guys to say whether it's a good news or a good move or a bad move. I'm not sure how um, white I am, but yeah. I think it's, uh, look, it's something that they probably need to try. Uh, and what Hulk does moving forward will be important as to whether it's a good move or a bad move. But as long as it's a teaching moment for everybody, it's not really a negative, I don't think. You're so, so right there, well, gee, I think it's going to... Um uh, it's going to come from the um, black wrestlers in the locker room, a lot of that, and, uh, you know, led by the, say, uh, say Titus O'Neil, that Mark more, Henry. you know, they're, they're more respected. Yeah, yeah I think if, if anyone checks out on social media, Kofi Kingston released a statement earlier today um, on behalf of the New Day, and actually, from their point of view, they're forgiving him. Uh, they're not going to go out of their way to associate with him unless they see it themselves that he's changed and he's learnt from yeah. it. But I think, you know, whether you're indifferent to it or you're pro or against it, it needs to be used as a learning curve Absolutely. by WW. Not a marketing or a PR stunt. They need to push this as a learning curve that yeah. just... Well, Mark Henry's an interesting one because he, prior to it happening, was anti-Hulk coming back. And he he commented today that the way Hulk came back and addressed the room and spoke to him and all the other uh, African-American wrestlers directly, he's like, I'm prepared to give him a chance. So obviously uh, Mark is prepared to give him a chance and we'll see. We'll just see what happens. It was one of those things, and and I don't want this to sound the wrong way, but when when the comments and, and stuff were made, we all think it was a little bit of a work initially. I didn't realise that Hogan was that silly. It was yeah. while he was getting filmed without his knowledge for a sex tape, Tony. No, no, I understand that. So I don't think it was a work. No, but the whole the whole thing of the tape and oh. all that sort of stuff, everything. I don't know seen. what SpongeBob would have thought of that as a work. He took a bit. <laughs> he wouldn't have enjoyed that episode. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it was a work. No. Okay. No, 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 no. It wasn't now, but at the start yeah. when it all came out, I just thought, oh, hang on, this just doesn't sound. But then, yeah, it, it obviously seems like it's gone a lot further than that. Uh, what's this announcement that's been made about Madison Square Garden? Historic. They've uh, backflipped on their decision of only having WWE shows, having the uh... well, WWE don't run there very often, so they no, did so give expensive. the they gave the ultimatum. Yeah, I think I think it was good with Sinclair backing uh, Ring of Honor. You know, their lawyers will probably have deeper pockets than WWE that, right at this minute. You know, wait till those billions on the TV dollars come in, but it might be different. But uh, I think it's just good for wrestling fans. Yeah, I think um, New Japan Pro Wrestling, they, they're calling it a war of the two factions, um, um, New Japan Pro Wrestling versus Ring of Honor. Clearly, it's a war between those two in reality and WWE, but it's I think it's really great to see a second option there and not just... It's great to have an indie promotion. Indie promotions are awesome and they set a different style um, going, working up, but it's great to see a second real option and I think it's going to be awesome. What a weekend. Mm-hmm. Let, let let the customer decide. No, it's fantastic. I think Madison Square Garden is just the home of, well, of one the of the homes of sport, but Mecca, I mean, isn't it? You're saying let the customer decide, but let's not let's not hide from the fact that 
they're piggybacking on a WWE event that's in the same city. Yep. Yeah. Uh, there's no doubt that WWE sells out first and NXT will sell out. Uh, this will sell out too uh, because the NXT show and this show aren't in stadiums. Yep. There's enough wrestling fans yep. in town to go to both. Absolutely. I do understand the piggybacking, but there's only a certain amount. Bingo halls and nice ballrooms are going to take you. Like, there is that step up. Italian clubs. Yeah, Italian yeah. clubs, and they're all brilliant. Chinese so. restaurants. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, speaking of, Kayfabe Corner. Hello. Joe. Yeah, Kayfabe Corner. I was, um, yeah, um, it's going to be, it's a bit about Raw today. Um, well, it's a lot about Raw. It's about Kurt Angle and how he decides uh, who gets to contest for um, title matches, especially at a big pay-per-view like SummerSlam. So we kick off Raw. Um, we're going Brock Lesnar's going to have to defend his title. How amazing having to defend your title. Uh, first guy that comes out, Lashley, understood. He had a big win at the pay-per-view, but from there on in, just didn't make sense. Six guys got to uh, compete to qualify for that spot. Of the six guys, Lashley and Bala won. I understand. They deserve to have a spot. Two, two others, Elias wasn't even on the card. But he gets a chance because he interrupted Kurt Angle. He might have brought a chicken with Ronda Rousey. Doesn't make sense. Drew McIntyre wasn't on the card. Actually cheated and... Uh, influenced the main event in the wrong way, gets a spot because he interrupted. Seth Rollins, even though he's an absolute champion, lost, gets a spot because he interrupted. Roman Reigns, lost, gets a spot because he interrupted. So interrupting you and asking for a spot is the way you get a spot? Doesn't make sense. Two of the six people had won. Yeah, but you can make an argument, uh, obviously for Lashley and... Uh, and for Finn Balor. That's two of six. But I could make an argument for Roman Reigns because he probably should have won the title in Saudi Arabia. Elias and Drew. Drew's on a winning streak. Elias is uh, there to take the pin. <laughs> Elias is there to take Indeed. And, it, and in part two, guess who else gets a title match? A person that breaks their suspension. <laughs> she gets a one-week uh, tack on. Um, uh, to a suspension, which is huge. Um, uh, and I, I love that the way they worked around that was taking, um, Constable Corb and the voice of reason's phone away from him. Like that stops the board from influencing that decision at all. And I mean, they don't have TVs and they're not watching Raw live. Um, Ronda's also the rightful champion. She was about yeah. to win it when Alexa, uh, interfered. So I'm okay with that as well. God, look, I'm, 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 I'm liking Ronda. Is there any chance that her suspension will go right up until August the nineteenth, right up until <laughs> the pay per view? Yeah, well, because she, because she did a running, maybe they extend it. And it's, know, a raw, be right. it's a raw, it's a raw, it's a raw suspension, so well, she can make been, a pay per view. She's been working, she's been working house shows, so yeah. 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 I think the answer to your kayfabe corner is you spent more time on that whole segment than their raw riding team would have. I thought he does on most segments. I think. <laughs> uh, he <laughs> takes it seriously. That's what and we I've, um, I've put the accent on Bella's name. I've been very culturally <laughs> sensitive. Plenty of things happening locally, and don't forget our podcast meet and greet prior to MCW 99. That, of course, is this Saturday. Boys, where are we meeting again? Uh, it's Carwin Sellers. It's, uh, it's a bit of a back room. It says it's a back room. It's, it doesn't sound as dodgy as it looks. Um, I did some... So hang on, it doesn't sound as dodgy as it looks. As it, as it sounds, sorry. Uh, I, I need to... But it looks dodgy? It looks... Um, it's not dodgy. Um, owners Sheep. of Carwin, Carwin uh, Sellers, please don't take any illegal 
action. Um, I did, because I'm a committed uh, podcaster, I did some research Saturday night Jesus and checked out the venue. It's pretty good. Okay. It's a nice place. Not dodgy. Not dodgy. Good. At all. That's so come along. Yeah. I'm quite dodgy. So but, what, time, um, what time are you guys going to be there from? Because I'm up in Queensland calling some motor races. 4.30. 4.30. Okay, beautiful. You'll be totally smashed by the time yep. the night kicks off at 7.30. <laughs> okay, can't wait. Bringing my niece to the show as well. That's going to that's gonna be a good look. Oh, beautiful. Uh, tickets on sale for World Series Wrestling Boys. Yeah, that is, uh, that's the biggest talk of the week, I think, uh, with the great. announcement of... Uh, the Rhodeses, if I'm allowed to say that. Uh, we've got our tickets. We have. They went on sale yesterday? Today. Today. Oh, yesterday when this comes out. Sorry, KFA, oh, brother. KFA, come on, mate. Follow along. Tony, Jeez. teach him out. Podcast. They came out Wednesday. <laughs> they will sell out. So if you want a ticket, uh, I'd get on that onto that as soon as possible. Yeah, and Brian Cage getting announced. He's yep. always in a fun match. So Hopefully he brings his wife. Yes, your the, friend. The lovely Melissa. Any shout-outs, boys? Anyone want to say hello to anyone? Yeah, I want to give a shout-out to Carlo Cannon, who oh. uh, got pretty badly injured on the weekend. Yep. Carlo's obviously the underworld champion, and I believe he won another title on the weekend with the broken arm. Uh, he spent the week in hospital uh, doing it tough, so hopefully oh. he is back uh, wrestling as soon as possible because he's one of the top guys. Let's talk about some of the upcoming shows. Friday the 20th in Newcastle Pro Wrestling, uh, the Barnyard Brawl. Wrestle Rock returns at the Corner Hotel. Saturday the 21st, PCW Ignition at Ferntree Gully and Melbourne City Wrestling at Thornbury Theatre. It's you missed be... the full stop. Wrestle Rock's Friday and then on Saturday. Oh, yeah, okay, cool. I was going to say because that's a big Saturday. So Wrestle Rock at the Corner Hotel on the 20th who are suing McDonald's for naming their... Cafe, the quarter cafe or something. Did you see that article no, in the paper? No, I have seen that. That's an interesting story, that one. Uh, and PCW Ignition and Melbourne City Wrestling's uh, big uh, event, MCW 99 at Thornbury Theatre, both on Saturday. All right, time for that announcement. A big show coming up in Geelong for PCW, boys. Big. big. It's August the 11th, I believe. Yep, and it's going to be made bigger by the fact that we are going to be doing a on the turnbuckle show in the ring prior to the actual event. Yes, and I'm already nervous. The podcast going live? Yes. Yeah. No one's told me about this. Because you're not coming. I'm not invited. Okay. No, quick. You've got a boys weekend up in Cairns? Oh, I've got to call some motor racing, I think, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. You don't call motor racing. Well, maybe I do now, That's mate. Well, let's just call it what it is. You the go podcast piss might... up to Cairns. Yeah, your mates are more important than the podcast. That's it. That's, That's fine. fine. No problems. We, we understand. This podcast is a stepping stone. To getting, what, to getting weekends away with your mates. <laughs> uh, we'll be there, though. We will be. I'm Look, coming to it as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so obviously uh, we'd love to see you there. Get your tickets. Get in there early because we'll be on before the show starts, I'm assuming. Uh, there's some details to be ironed out, but we yeah. will obviously put that on our social media pages and we'd love to see as many listeners as possible. And obviously Edward Dusk is wrestling in a cage match. Fantastic. Is Tricky going to be there? Tricky will be there, and so will the Difference Mobile. So will uh, I might be the Difference Mobile's girlfriend, who I rode the other night. <laughs> Looks like I'm doing another apology next week. Thanks, Tone. <laughs> this is not good. Boys, catch you later. See you later. Great mate. podcast again tonight. Thanks for joining us here on the Turnbuckle. We look forward to catching you again next week right here on www.mypodcasthouse.com or whatever you're listening to us, whether it be iTunes or whatever. We'll catch you again next week. Have a good one.